Hey, wellness warriors, welcome back. This is What Makes Me Well. I am your host, Asada Jones, and every episode I sit down with a special guest and we discuss all the different aspects of their life that make them well. This week, I sat down with body worker, soundstress, incredibly talented artist, and my very good friend, Sarah Berlin. You guys, I'm really excited to share this episode with you. I do want to let you guys know that I was having some technical difficulties at the top that I wasn't aware of until after we finished recording, so it is a little bit um, rough, the sound, I will admit, but you can still understand our conversation, and um, it's still a really great episode. I hope you enjoy it. Talk soon. Bye. Hey, Sarah. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Happy to be on your podcast. Thanks for doing this. So I like to start off every podcast, every episode with discussing what I did this week to be well and the highlight of the week. So I'm going to give you a second to think about that because I just put you on the spot, but I'm going to share my highlight of the week and what I did to be well. And it's actually really fitting because you are my guest, because what I did this week or really last week to be well was be there for a friend, be there for you. So the reason I say that is sometimes I feel like I put boundaries up too high, especially last year because I was working on boundaries. So as somebody who doesn't have very good boundaries, you start to think that maybe you're overcompensating, but I began to ask the universe for like different opportunities to show up for my friends. And of course, like, you know, when you ask the universe for an opportunity, it'll come to you in in like threefold. So when I got a chance to be there for you in your time of need last week, it was really like, I was like, oh, this is it. Okay, good. I feel good that I'm being a good friend. Um, So that was kind of self-serving for me. And I hope that it was kind of my presence is good for you. Um, so that was what I did. I feel like showing up for friends is kind of underrated nowadays because everybody's so busy. So when you're able to like show up for each other, it's kind of important. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was my, what I did this week to be well. The highlight of my week, I think is definitely seeing snow for the first time. Again, thanks to you. (laughs) (laughs) It was a highlight? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it was a personal highlight. It was, you know. It's not how it felt, just seeing it. It was a little bit scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Uh, what is this? And I think had I been a little bit better prepared, it wouldn't have been that bad. Which leads me to, okay, so, uh, you know, my my, um, highlight is in two folds. Saw snow for the first time. But the other highlight is Taylor the wonderful, I'm not, I don't want to say her last name, but the wonderful woman that bought me or bought a coat for me that I misplaced horribly. And it's kind of an embarrassing tale, but, um, I borrowed a coat, a very expensive winter coat from a friend. And, um, the second that I had the opportunity, I lost the damn thing. <laughs> like right when we got to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um that was that that happened and I didn't really realize it until we were on the plane and that sucked. Um and I had to like immediately run out and um and and get it back. 
um, or tried to. And of course it wasn't, uh, where I thought it was. So, you know, that was a little bit devastating. Um, and I think the lady next to me, uh, a wonderful woman named Taylor, last name redacted, but she, I guess, sensed my, oh shit energy. And, um, as soon as we got the clearance for Wi-Fi, she just pulled up the, the coat website and, and, and bought the coat. Like it was nothing. And she like straight up said after, like, I was like, Oh my God, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. She was, um, uh, very just blase about it and was just like, yeah, no, it's no problem. It's fine. Okay. Bye. Leave me alone. <laughs> and like, she, you know, I didn't have to like talk to her for the rest of the flight, which is, you know, kind of nice. <laughs> That's so uncommon. I know. Right? Yeah, like that it was like genuinely a random act of kindness with no expectation, mm-hmm. which is very uncommon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, very wild. I think at one point we were like, are you from Orlando? Can we get you anything? Yeah. Like- <laughs> I was wanting to offer our services. Like, oh, you're so nice. <laughs> but yeah, I've been telling my friends about that all week and everyone's just like, what? Like that never happened no. like, with a large purchase like that. Yeah. That's pretty that was- ridiculous. I mean, very nice. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that was, that was definitely the, the, the second highlight of my week just simply because I didn't realize there were people out there in the world like that. So that's, uh, kind of nice for my, um, she of little faith heart sometimes. And, um, some, sometimes I kind of expect the worst from people, but that was like a lovely surprise. But then also I don't have to disappoint a friend in a very, very deep way. Um, I mean, I do kind of have to disappoint her when I tell her that I lost her coat, but then I get to like really save it with a really awesome story. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Sarah, any, any, uh, highlights? Well, can my highlight be the other side of going with you? <laughs> <laughs> like mine was receiving from a friend. Yours was like giving to a friend. I know? love it. Okay. Um, so I went to Chicago for a clinical drug trial that I just started being a part of. And, um, it was pretty last minute and I thought it just came with me, which was awesome because it was the first time I've ever had to inject myself with a medication, which, um, was scary for me. So, um, it ended up being way simpler than I thought. Like it was so, so much easier than I thought, but I was scared about it like the whole time. Yes. Um, yeah. But you did so good. Like you, you did so well. Yeah. Yeah, I was really proud of you. They didn't, I was there, I was like, I was ready. And then they're just like, okay, you can sit down. I was like, oh, all right, cool. I'll, I'll record everything then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I will be helpful somehow. <laughs> no, it was great. I mean, it went much more smoothly than I thought. And, um, you know, there's a lot of like silver linings to the trial as far as uh, getting medication that's paid for. One is huge since it's so expensive to get medical yeah. treatment for like rare diseases. Um, and... Also, you know, doing research for people that have this problem in the future, hopefully they can benefit from me doing this study. So I'm glad to finally be getting started and hoping for the best. So yeah, that was a big step. Yeah, it really was like, I'm very, very proud of you. I've said it a thousand times, but it's still very applicable. Like it's, it's a big thing to just take a charge of like your health and then decide to do the clinical trial in the first place when so many people would just be, you know, too afraid to make a decision. Yeah. So that's, I think it's fucking dope. 
all um, go perfectly though, like right time, right place. Yeah. Yeah. But Snowstorm. High, that was like my wellness thing of the week. My highlight of the week was this mural reveal that I Oh, to. okay, yeah. So let's talk about it. It was amazing. Let's so, tell people about it in Orlando. Yes. So there is um an organization called Art of Collaboration and they are doing a lot of things with public art. So basically there were bunch of muralists, a couple poets and calligraphy artists, and we all collaborated to redo a park in Eatonville, which is one of the first black communities in Florida for sure. But I think in America, I might be wrong about that. Oh, I don't know um, about that, but so let's, look into that yeah, for sure, but I'm pretty sure. And, um, it's just like interesting because I feel like not a lot of people in Orlando know about Eatonville. Like I have driven through there a bunch of times and I'm aware of it, but I haven't spent a lot of time there and they have like a really strong community. Um, and they don't have as much attention as like winter park. That's right next door to it. That has all this money and, you know, different atmosphere. So, um, it was awesome to add art there and try and make like a minority community more of an art destination. Um, and just everyone that came out there was so cool, like really positive energy, a lot of, um, black owned business owners that were just like talking about ways to like uplift each other and, um, like super inclusive. So I love that. It was great. Okay. So it says here incorporated in August 15th, 1887, Eatonville was one of the first self-governing all black municipalities in the United States. That's really cool. Such towns were often created because local towns, police forces refused to protect black communities. Ah, racism. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go Eatonville. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's really, really cool. But they're proud that's of really, it, really you cool. know, and the yeah. out there talking about it and just like the people in the community were super grateful that we took their park that their children played in and made it like beautiful. Yeah. And it was just so cool to see like the kids playing there and and local artists. Like that's really great. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so dope. Okay. So I typically like to talk about a wellness warrior of the week, like somebody in Orlando that I feel like is doing something new, something cool. Um, but like wellness based, I got no one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that's, no, that sounds terrible. But um, there isn't anybody that I haven't already talked about that's like jumping into my mind that hasn't done anything like super cool in like the wellness community. Do you know anybody, Sam? Well, I'm kicking it over to you. Yeah. So who person, do you want to shout out to? There's a lot, but the person I'm thinking of is Anita, who is who I just did my last sound healing event with, and she is a shaman, uh, originally a shaman of ayahuasca, but really just like a spiritual teacher and gives talks on like living in joy and love and things like that. I love that. Does a lot of spiritual practices of different kinds. Um, and man, she's been like a huge mentor to me. So like now doing, you know, seminars or workshops with her is great. Like that's cool. Yeah. Partner with her now. Um, so we did our first event at yoga mix where, I played the sound bowls for probably about 45 minutes, and then she did some, um, like, ceremonial chanting, which they call Icaros. Uh, it's basically chanting that's used by a group of people in the Amazon where they um, sing them during, especially ayahuasca ceremonies, to communicate with the plants and guide people through their spiritual experience. So um. it's like a very unique kind of singing that I personally love. 
but it's probably because I've been through that experience with her. So every time she sings them, it kind of brings me back to like these experiences I've had of love, like with her. Right, 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 right. Um, So that was awesome. And she's like starting to do more events in Orlando. And I think she has like a great message to send. Okay, so how can people find Anita? Let's shout her out. Okay, so on Instagram, her name is Love Is Not Suffering, I believe. Actually, let me double check that. Yeah. <laughs> the wrong one. Yeah, it's Love Is Not Suffering, which, I mean, what a cool name. Yeah. Right? Um, and her name is Anita Scott. Anita Scott. That's really great because I'm in this like in the same realm, but I don't know her. So I love yeah. that, you know this is you are the bridge that brings these two worlds together, which is pretty great. Yeah. I think the more, you know, the more you talk about her, like the, the more I feel like we would hit it off pretty well. Mm -hmm. So cool. Okay. So that is our wellness warrior of the week. She would be a great guest. She's got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about for sure. All right. (laughs) Well, stay tuned. Wellness (laughs) warriors. We'll see. Okay. So we're going to take a little break and, um, we'll come back in a little bit. This is your weekly ohm from Daily Ohm by Madison Taylor. Cosmic support, the universe's plan for you. The path that propels us towards our dreams can be a challenging and complex one, and it is easy to get bogged down in confusion and insecurities. We often hesitate at the start of that path, questioning our purpose or our capabilities, yet we should be moving forward joyously eager to discover what destiny has in store for us. The universe has plans for us that eclipse anything we have dreamed of thus far. Although we must work diligently to fulfill our potential and accomplish our individual missions, the universe is aware of both the quest we choose before birth and the goals we have formulated in adulthood. If we accept that it is watching over us, and believe that it will facilitate our eventual success, the universe will provide us with the assistance and opportunities that enable us to make significant progress on our journeys of ambition. Nothing happens without a purpose. Whether we attract success or repel it depends on our willingness to stay open to a wide range of possibilities and embrace such concepts as synchronicity. The universe is always ready to care for our needs, but we must not write off its loving attention as mere circumstance or chance. Likewise, we must endeavor to ensure that our egos do not become barriers preventing us from recognizing that even perceived mistakes and strife can be profound lessons smoothing the progress of personal evolution. When we understand that we only need to enthusiastically try our best to realize our objectives the universe will take care of the details, propelling us forward in its unstoppable current. We may not always immediately understand the significance of certain experiences, but our trust will help us choose wisely at each crossroads. The universe wants to see you accomplish your goals. No matter how long you have dallied or hesitated, it will always be there, ready to put its plan for you in motion at the first sign of your faith. You can make the most of this aid by acquiescing to it rather than fighting it. Nurture your dreams, but do not attempt to micromanage every detail along the way. The universe will provide you with guidance, and if you heed that wisdom, you will find 
that your formerly stressful quest for success will become a journey of great joy. And we're back. I would like to reintroduce my guest, Sarah Berlin. She is a body worker, sound healer, fantastic woman overall, but I will let her really uh, describe her credentials because I'm going to fuck it up. But this is Sarah. Thanks for joining me, Sarah. Hi, thank you for having me. So tell everybody about you and what you do. Okay. So, um, my name is Sarah Berlin and (laughs) I have a business in Orlando, Florida, and I do a couple of different wellness things. So the first thing I do is manual physical therapy. You're also here called body work. Whatever you like is fine. Um, But basically, it's like hands-on physical therapy. So different techniques to help with um, movement patterns, pain. Um, I work on a lot of athletes since I used to power lift. I have a lot of power lifters, bodybuilders. So people that are just putting their body under, under a tremendous amount of strength. Uh, no, that's not the right word. Under a tremendous amount of stress. stress. Yes. <laughs> and um, so I do different techniques, including cupping, um, something called gua sha, which is like a scraping technique to help with fascial adhesions um, and just different ways to open up uh, restricted chains of movement, pretty much. And then I more recently started getting into sound healing. Um, which is using different frequencies to help relax and heal the body. So I mostly play crystal sound bowls and Tibetan sound bowls. And then I'm an artist, so I do mural paintings, um, also canvas and stuff like that. But really public art is my passion when it comes to art at this point in time. It changes about every year, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's what I do. every medium, you're very talented, so let it change. It's good. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into it. Sarah, what is your recipe for wellness? Okay. So I feel like what wellness has meant to me has changed dramatically yeah. every year. <laughs> I mean, so much, you know, every year there's a new thing you need to work on or like evolve through and then you kind of get a handle on that and move to something else or yeah. have new issues. So. I'd say the biggest one I learned in the past year is more kind of like through meditation and like spiritual wellness, like quieting my mind, um, not letting anxiety like take over my choices and stuff. I think like living out of fear and like scarcity and trying to really like change that into thoughts of like abundance and like kind of like the law of attraction type of stuff manifestation. But, um, Honestly, I think a lot of that came through psychedelics, uh, at least in the past year, where I just like started to realize these thought patterns I had that were kind of like keeping me imprisoned in my own mind. Like I realized that a lot of the stories that were negative that I was telling myself were stories I was telling myself like over and over and over. And it's just weird how you can like do that and not really be aware of it. And then you just have this moment where you see it. It's like, wow, I've created this. Like, yeah, yeah. I've trapped myself. Um, so in particular, I remember this moment that I had remembered, like, something an ex had said to me about, like, not being attracted to me. Mm-hmm. And I would just, like, replay that in my head a lot and a lot more often than I realized. And 
out of all the things this person ever said to me, that's the one thing I was like holding on to and like defining myself by, which is crazy. Cause like there were so many positive things he said to me too, but I like couldn't let that go. It was that one thing and you're just like, Oh, this is it. This is the defining thing of me. Right. And so because he said that I'm not attractive to anyone and like, I don't um, deserve to have someone to be like attracted to me or, um, so just like becoming aware of what those thought patterns were for me and like working on like acknowledging them, but letting them go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm still doing that with a lot of things, but I'm starting to clear some stuff away. You know? Yeah. I love that. Okay. That's really cool. So, um, I mean, you touched on it a little bit, but how did you discover it? What was your journey into psychedelics as, as far as that, like, being the driving force of what kind of led you to your wellness? That's a good question. When did it start? <laughs> um, That's what I'm here for. I ask yeah, the good question. Yeah. Well, okay. So when I was younger, I always, like, kind of was drawn to hallucinogens and psychedelics. But then I had a little period where I was put into a treatment center for drugs and alcohol when I was 15 years old. Like okay. Over. So when That's you say, okay. So when you say you were drawn to psychedelics and you were younger, mm-hmm. like, do you mean like in TV because of like how it was portrayed in, t- in, in TV or like in the media or, or, did you actually partake in psychedelics when you were young? Um, all of the above. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so it. I think it helped that like my dad, he never like promoted psychedelics in any way, but he was like a hippie growing up. Gotcha. Was yeah. in a commune, like just like a very kind of open-minded person. That's so fascinating. I want to interview your dad. I know. I wish he could, you know, it'd be awesome. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, so I think that kind of lends to it is I've always, like, had an open mind or, like, you know, question things or... Yeah, and it wasn't presented in, like, a negative connotation no, to you. Yeah, no. Was, yeah. Um, but, like, he didn't... Like, no one ever pushed me towards it. It's just I, I was just interested in it because it, like, promoted this different way of thinking. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, other drugs where you're just numbing out. Like, it's really, like, mind-opening. Um, and I'm, you know, I think as an artist, like they can be really kind of helpful for creativity sometimes. And my art kind of like always had a psychedelic feel to it, even before I like started doing them. Yeah. Um, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. So I think that's why. And so when I was younger, I did like mushrooms a lot and stuff. Um, and I, I didn't have at, I, I didn't have bad experiences with them when I was younger, but I wasn't using them in the way that I would now, like now I very much use them if I'm going to for therapeutic purposes. Yeah. And I was just kind of like experimenting. Yeah. Um, and not probably in the right setting or like with the right people. So, um, I wouldn't say they were like great experiences, but they were like my foot in the door. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot to be said about like just education and like learning what these, herbs are meant to be used right. for yeah. um because they uh, for for me and in, in, in my instance when anything drug related was just um introduced to me and and I don't want to sound harsh but in a very uneducated manner like you do drugs you are bad bad people do drugs right. end of story punto y ya like mm-hmm. there's no discussion about it And it wasn't until I was much older, like into my 20s, working for 
uh, freaking surgeons and they're like, girl, chill the fuck out, smoke some weed. <laughs> yeah. You need yeah. to calm down. Right. Um, like, which I just think is really funny. Um, and if you can imagine an even more high strung asada. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, that I feel like that is really helpful being introduced to it with an educated perspective instead of a fear based perspective or like that, you know, drug on war bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I still had that like growing up for sure. Like my mom is definitely anti drug. Like, ah, okay, like, okay, promoted in any sense, and I definitely didn't get educated about it until like um yeah like my early 20s yeah yeah. okay so how what what did that look like so let's talk about that um man i'm trying to remember like the first time um so do you remember the first time you were like the idea of using you know marijuana or smoking marijuana that sounds so like I'm a millionaire. I feel like I'm a millionaire. Uh, um, like or mushrooms or smoking. Like when do you remember the first time it was introduced to you as a healing purpose, as a medicine? Oh. Like what was that aha moment like? Yeah. So I weed I smoked like when I was younger, like, I always loved smoking weed. Like, as soon as I started smoking it when I was a kid, I smoked it, like, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was, like, I know it's a psychedelic, but it was almost, like, a different, you know, it's a different class of psychedelics. Mm-hmm. It can definitely be used in that way, and it is a medicine for sure. But, like, it's definitely different than, like, taking mushrooms. Yeah. Or, oh, I, I know, agree. I agree. Experience. Yeah. Um, so I think what happened is I started listening to stuff like podcasts and um, different like YouTube videos and recordings of people that I now like really look up to and people in like the psychedelic community do. Uh, there's a guy named Terrence McKenna. It's kind of like a legend in mm. the mushroom world and other kinds of drugs. And he just these were just people that were kind of like ahead of their time and really just saw the benefit in how they could change these like thoughts of pattern. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people know Paul Stamets now. He does a lot of interviews. He's also like really big with using mushrooms for um, therapy, but even not even just psychedelic mushrooms, like all kinds of mushrooms. Cause they have this like crazy benefits. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm only know the surface of it, you know, yeah. but I basically just started hearing all these people talking about how it helped them overcome like depression, anxiety, and, you know, just all the things that I had dealt with um, my entire life. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Well, here yeah. it's like, it's uh, like, you know, 10 years of therapy in like one concentrated right. episode, which I right. was like, fucking dope. That's appealing, I right? think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, shit, save me. It's a lot of time and money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt that the strongest when I did ayahuasca, like that was really like my biggest experience where I yeah. felt like so many years of therapy were packed into like one weekend. Um, I've certainly had it with mushrooms, but ayahuasca was the most impactful. So ayahuasca is like way stronger than mushrooms. Um, I would consider it to be like the strongest psychedelic mm. there is. Um, I mean, I'm, I don't know. Someone might disagree, but yeah. Um, as far as I, I don't know, wellness know. warriors, if you're out there and you, <laughs> and you got something to say, let yeah. us know. Cause Asada doesn't know that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, um, I'm open to learning. So yeah, tweet at me, comment, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'd always been into like, I don't know, just alternative things. Like I was interested in like 
mediums and crystals and like all those that. things yeah. just like intrigued me because I just like wanted to know more about them and I was like attracted to them. Yeah. So I started just meeting people that would like teach me things or introduce me to people. And I met a client actually that I was doing body work on that introduced me to the shaman Anita that I was talking about. Yeah. So that's how I ended up um, like getting a chance to do ayahuasca because otherwise I would have probably had to you know, travel to the Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> like that's really the traditional, I guess, way to do it or, you know, where it comes from. So, gotcha. um, she definitely taught me a lot and kind of opened my mind to, you know, how it can help you emotionally. Right. 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 Yeah. Through the internet in a very like offhands method, like not directly with um, ayahuasca. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Allegedly. No, yeah, no. right. No good point. <laughs> um yeah, the I unnamed. Right. Unnamed. <laughs> Just trying to keep everybody safe out here, yo. Okay. You're smart, you're smart. Um so I love that. I think I I love that. And if honestly, if I was braver, dude. <laughs> I mean, um wellness warriors, I don't think I've ever shared this before, but um um I've I mean, I've never done mushrooms. I'm not cool enough. Um, <laughs> I've tried and I, um, uh, we couldn't fit it into our schedule. And, um, and, uh, I've told you the story, yeah, Sarah, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, um, well, for the, for the listeners, I'll just go, I'll just go full in. Um, we got a chance to do some mushrooms for, from a friend. Um, but Andrew and I wanted to be very, um, responsible about it. And so to have some days off because we didn't know how we were going to be affected by this. So, um, that actually took about three months. So, um, it just stayed in our refrigerator. It didn't do anything. And as you can probably guess, by the time we uh, got a chance to schedule our days off and, and put her, put it in a tea, literally nothing happened. We sat for 30 minutes, just <laughs> sitting on our couch waiting for nothing to ha for something to happen and nothing happened and uh, um I think we just ended up gi giving up and taking Artemis for a walk. So um that's my super adventurous story. But if I ha if I know somebody who knows what they're doing, it that would be definitely something I'm open to because I've always been interested in that and I'm always like the idea of just more introspection, more self-discovery is kind of amazing and like why not? Yeah. In a sense, you know, yeah. you, everybody can heal a little bit more, I feel like. Um, so that's cool. Um, let's segue really quickly into, um, how are you maintaining your wellness today? How does Sarah, the body worker, sound, stress, um, artist, human being, friend, yeah, stay well? So, um, this year has been definitely like I've been learning a lot of new techniques because I've always been like really passionate about all the things I do, uh, all the things I do and like probably um, borderline workaholic. But like I have I always like felt like it wasn't bad because I'm just like love everything I do. Like I'm one of those lucky people that gets to work doing their passion. So it didn't always like feel like work to me. Um, but just probably using it to like stay busy and not like think about things I don't want to deal with. <laughs> Everything can be an escape yeah, if you really focus right. hard enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of positives to that. I get stuff done. 
Like I achieve the things I want to achieve, but I don't leave a lot of time for like relaxation and just like reflection and processing things like grief, especially. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this year I kind of touched on it earlier. I, um, had heart surgery a few months ago, pretty, um, well, very unexpected. Um, so basically I was getting sick for a year and then I ended up having to be rushed into the hospital for something called cardiac tamponade, uh, which is essentially when a lot of fluid builds up around your heart and it can't like pump, uh, efficiently anymore. So that was a kind of huge, I don't know about, I guess a wake up call, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I would yeah. say so because <laughs> yeah. like, but when I met you, it was hustle. Yeah. It was hustle, hustle, hustle. And we're talking, we have more conversations about finding time to break right. uh, <laughs> that work-life balance. Yeah. 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 I like fight myself on it, honestly. Yeah. Um, like as soon as I start to feel better, I'm like, okay, I can like take on all these clients again. So my big lesson right now has been um, just balance and like making sure I take days off. Yeah. Cause like I've always, I was like working and I would justify it because I'd be like, okay, well I'm going to go travel for like a month. So when I'm here, I need to like hustle, I need to work and like make money. And like, even though I was doing fine financially, like I just felt this like worry and yeah. stress and yeah, anxiety. Yeah. And, um, I think that was affecting me like a lot more than I realized. And, um, then my dad passed away earlier this year. And I think that was kind of like, you know, definitely tied into my heart issues yeah. to some extent. And, you know, I, I've definitely tried to grieve it like going to therapy and talking as much as I can. But I mean, that's not a process I have experience with. Like, it's just something I'm figuring out as I'm going along. Um, and therapy is like a, a really, it's like a full on relationship with another person. So it, it takes time to like really yeah, build that trust and like really want to like open up and all that stuff to really get the work that needs to be done, done. Yeah. And so I'd be like, okay, I'm going to therapy for an hour a week. And then the rest of the week, I'll just like work really hard <laughs> not think about it you know <laughs> or like yeah I'll meditate for my like 10 minutes a day and then I won't think about anything and like I would only feel those feelings when I like meditated or like laid down at night or like when I wasn't busy yeah and yeah. I still like struggle with that but I'm like really trying to let myself like experience grief but not get stuck in it mm -hmm. you know like it's a just a, it's all balancing stuff yes yeah. I'm trying to learn because I'm so extreme yeah 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 I'm a Libra. I have no idea what you mean by yeah. <laughs> it's completely extremes. No. Yeah. I completely understand. Um, okay, cool. So let's talk about your best breakup. What was the, and so far, what is the best breakup that you've had? It could be with a person, a theory, mm. a, a, a holiday, um, whatever. Okay. So Try and say this in the most condensed way. Yeah, um, I think it would be breaking up with the cult I was in for oh. many years. Okay, <laughs> wellness warriors, yeah. you better believe we're gonna have a two part or like a, a follow up to yeah, this. But it's a long story. yes, let's skim through it real quick. Okay, very short version is when I was fifteen, my parents sent me to a drug and alcohol rehab center that they would call intensive outpatient or therapeutic community, but. I lived in another state with these people and um, I was there. I was supposed to be there for four days and I was there for four years. So I was there from 15 to 19. And um, I would say 
the only benefit of it was that I got out of where I was living. So it like forced me to be sober. Um, but I, it didn't help me process the things that were making me want to use drugs. And yeah. it just added on a lot of like, um, negative thought patterns, uh, especially needing like approval from other people to do things and like, um, second guessing everything I feel like I still have a huge problem with that where like I don't trust myself so like if I feel something about someone I have to talk it out with another person to be like am I crazy yeah yeah, yeah. um because I'm just so used to like needing validation from this group of people so I'm getting better at like my confidence with that but leaving that group of people that had this set ideas of like what was right what was wrong yeah I mean if I told them I was going to do mushrooms they would tell me like you're going to die you know, yeah, so, yeah, like super extreme. Right, right. Where it's ended up being like super helpful for me. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a lot of ideas they had around sex, drugs, food, like all these things that, you know, impact you a lot when you're 15 years old. Absolutely. Um, and when you're surrounded by only those people and you don't have communication with anyone else that you used to know or like any other thought patterns, I mean, you just kind of adapt them. So um, that's been like the biggest tie to cut for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe that. So what, um, what part of that do you always take with you? I mean, I know you said you're, there's things that you're still working on, but what has been something that you've, that you've taken with you that's been a positive effect on, on your wellness? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say like, it gave me an extreme sense of independence from a young age. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't live with my parents since I was 15. So, like, I finished school earlier than all my friends. I, like, bought a house earlier. I started my business earlier. Like, it led me to have to, like, build my own life. Yeah. And while that was, like, difficult at times, I now appreciate that. And it made me, like, very strong. Yeah. Um, and uh, it just made me know that like I have to live my life for myself and like not for anyone else's opinion. Yeah. And even though I have to like continue to like tell myself that I know that like at my core. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that is like something that's always struck me about, about you. Like I've, I've always, I was, I mean, I'm not a person that like is like, ex- I don't know, exclusive or something like, I, I don't know, but I was just very surprised when I found out that like you owned your own home, you had your own business and like, it was just you. I was like, that's fucking dope. Like I was, you know, where's the, no, no, no partner, no husband, like, you know, nobody's like helping you, propping you up and like, you're doing it on your own. That's really, it's fucking awesome. I think it's dope. It's one of the reasons that I feel like I kind of connected with you because I'm of that same mindset of like, independence is really important to me. And I love when I recognize that in somebody else too, even if they're, it's like not their natural thing, but it's like kind of like a, like, um, just a a circumstance. Like these are the way, this is the way the cookie crumbles. I didn't actually want to be, you know, badass bitch doing it on my own, but shit, this is what I am. Like, this is what it is. It's kind of awesome. But like, I have so many friends that want to do things and just never do them. I know, you know, like, I feel like blessed that I learned that because like, I really go for the things that I want and I like make them happen, Yeah, you know? And like, I just, um, I have so many friends that hate their jobs, like hate a lot of situations in their life. Not that mine's perfect, but like, 
I will do everything I can to like yeah. change that, you know? Yeah. I love that you don't have that limitation or just like, let me just fucking buck up and do it and change Try it. Try it out. Yeah. It work then. Oh, well. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? yeah. I'm, yeah. Hey, it's, it's what we can do. Okay. So, um, do you have any recommendations for our listeners? Any books, movies, podcasts, any talks, any, um, workshops? So, um, one of the like lectures and podcasts that I referenced earlier, one of my favorites is Ram Das and he's like mm-hmm. pretty popular. A lot of people talk about him, but he like really I don't know, changed my life is a big word. Yeah. I don't want to sound like follow I don't know. But I whenever I got upset, especially through the process of my dad getting sick and passing away, I would like go on walks outside and I would put his podcast on or his old lectures. And I would listen to them and they would like change my mind frame, yeah. really help me um, look at things from a different perspective. And I mean, he talks about a lot of great things, but specifically about um, how we view death and like it not being a bad thing. And um, when he passed away this year, it was like, oh, I feel sad, but like, I don't even want to be sad because he preached so much about like, yeah. you know, appreciating people's life and stuff. So, yeah. um, he had one where he talked about like his process of helping his dad through his death. And, um, he was saying that like when people die, uh, a lot of times there's not a lot that needs to be said. Like it's all in like the little actions, like getting them a cup of water or like holding their hand or mm-hmm. like, and I really related to that, like with my father, we loved each other so much that there wasn't a lot to say. Like I didn't have, I didn't feel regret of anything that was unsaid. I didn't feel like I needed to express to him over and over how much I loved him because there was just like a knowing mm-hmm. of that. And he helped me like recognize that, Yeah, you know? Um, and uh, it was really beautiful. Cause like I would be upset about him passing away and he would like hold my hand and like comfort me. And like, those were the times that I think we bonded the closest yeah. in my life with him. So um, definitely Ram Das was a huge help to me and, um, I've already talked about it, but sound healing has been like huge. I actually got introduced to it through my dad's support group for his cancer. Um, basically a group of them that had terminal illnesses would go once a week to get a sound bath. And that's kind of like something I'd really like to do in the future is like offer that for people that have terminal illnesses. That is straight up beautiful. It was awesome. And it was like my first real experience of a sound bath. And I was just like, wow, like, what is this? Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Um, okay. So I wanted to look up that podcast and it's Ram Das, R-A-M-D-A-S-S here and now. And it's available on Apple pod. It's on Stitcher. You can look it up on Google. Um, play if that is the podcast that you are listening in on, but it's definitely on all of the podcast platforms. Um, thanks for sharing. I love yeah, that. Um, okay. So I want to finish up with, um, my favorite random topic. Talk to me about something random and completely, um, I don't know, whatever that makes you well, what's something random about you that makes you well? Can't be sushi. It can <laughs> definitely be sushi. But sushi's really not that random. It's sushi's not? not that random. Okay. Yeah. What is something random that makes me laugh? 
Like, what's yours? Um, I was definitely going to talk about Love After Lockup and 90 Day Fiance. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Yeah, listeners, we're taking a hard segue from Ram Dass, (laughs) Peace and Love, to Trash Central. Um, I don't know when this happened, but um, I think. I can't remember. I feel like it was when I when I was sick. We started watching it together. Yeah, I'm but sure you're the, watching it before that, though. But I don't remember how I started watching it. That's the crazy yeah. part. Because um, and and we're talking about Love After Lockup, um, the Oscar nominated uh, series on WeTV. It's definitely not. <laughs> um, so good. It's so good. It's so bad. Um, and for those of you who are. Much too sophisticated and much too cultured and have more better things to do than to watch this trash TV. Um, it is about people finding love so you can get off your judgy high horse. Um, but no, it's really trash. Um, it's about people finding love with former inmates of prisons. Um, and some of them are really wonderful s- stories of, you know, people trying to make it work and some are not. Um, some are really tragic stories that are really hard not to look at. Car crash. Car crash is not. Yeah. 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 Rubbernecking hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also I feel like we're supporting them because they do get paid. I look this up because I needed to make myself feel better. <laughs> um, but each participant in um love after lockup i don't know about 90 day fiance but love after lockup they do pay their um their participants um so i am helping people stay employed so okay that's good um but it's it's really really trash tv but it's really good because i feel like um you know when you were getting when you were sick and it was just something to kind of Zone out. Zone out. Yeah. yeah. And just like think about how sure. crazy other people's lives were for a change. Yeah. Mm. I love it. So, um, so I don't watch 90 Day Fiance as much, but I did watch the first season and that was crazy to me. Um, the first season that was available on Hulu. I know they're, they're on like season 342 now, um, with different spinoffs. Um, but have you been keeping up with 90 day fiance? Not recently, but I've seen like the probably 95% of them, you know, <laughs> um, I started to kind of like lose interest towards the end because love after lockup is just like, so drama packed. Like, it's good. I feel like it's better than 90 day fiance now. It's getting, for sure. yeah, it's getting good. I feel like. I feel like I had the idea of doing the podcast, like a like a podcast, and then it, and then I dropped it. Um, and I don't know, it's getting so good again. We might have to pick it up. It's it's really great. Um, I'm not <laughs> Wellness warriors, if you want to hear a <laughs> a trash uh, recap of um, trash TV recap, love after lockup, I will let me know, and um, we'll make it happen because it'll be definitely worthy. Um, Okay, well, I feel like we've ran the gamut from com- very important, meaningful topics to not to love after lockup. Lock um, so, what do you think this is all about? What do you think being well is all about? What is the purpose of being well? Um, I personally think like being well would be being like joyful. So, like removing our working on whatever blocks 
are in your way from like realizing that life is beautiful and like joyous and like we all have things that sidetrack us um but i think when we can tap into like uh what makes us happy um we end up connecting with other people and helping them and like building these way bigger things than we could really like see on our own and i've learned that through every like collaboration i've done every person like including yourself that I've come into contact with that has been able to like elevate my ideas and like you know show me new things like if you're happy you're going to attract these happy people that just show you more of it and and like ultimately most of us like get there hard yeah. or like in hard ways or not like I had to have heart surgery recently to be like calm down bitch you know yeah, um, slow down yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah. um yeah being joyful yeah i love that yeah i i agree yeah. Cosine. Cool. Um, Sarah, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you being available on such short notice. Um, I'm so far away. I mean, you know, I, I, I feel like we lucked out. Like, <laughs> listeners, we're practically neighbors. It's pretty great. <laughs> um, um, but thank you for joining me, and thank you for being open and sharing with me and my listeners. Um, where can people find you? Shout um, out your yes. staff. So my um, body work and sound healing business is called Rooted Body. It's on interest, interest on Instagram. <laughs> it's a new super popular <laughs> social media yeah. handle. Instra yeah, on Instagram. Um, it is Rooted underscore Body FL, and then my art is at Sarah Berlin Art pretty simple pretty super complicated yeah, yeah but rooted body that's my uh wellness brand super. awesome awesome thanks sarah um i'll talk to you soon sounds good bye well that was this week's episode thank you for listening wellness warriors i want to thank sarah one more time for coming in and i want to hear from you tell me what you think about the episodes tell me what you think about this podcast let me know who you'd like to hear from on the show too don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on whatever platform you're listening on. And also follow me on Instagram and Twitter. The show is at what makes me well, and it's all one word. What makes me well until next time. Wellness warriors be brave, be light, be well.